Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Have you been talking about Peanut Butler on the podcast? <laughs> and I went, yes, yes, I have. Right on that, Uber, that one. <laughs> Yuckety yuck, Mc, Mc, mannequin. The British Bulldog is part of the new generation. You may all bow the dog. Welcome, everyone, to the Cultaholic Classic Raw Review, as the other Cultaholic lads get ready to find out who will survive. Saying that, it's already happened at this point. We know who survives, but we are here via the Icapro-powered DeLorean on the way to finding out who will survive in 1995. Who be we? I be Fake Geordie, radio presenter without portfolio, Tom Campbell, with the mulligan to oh my O'Hare. Somebody obscures my view of you. Really? Gerard Depardieu! Oh, Jackins, Jackins, Jack Atkins, Jackins. How are you, Jackins? Uh, I'm all right, thanks, Tom. Oh, my, no- my nose is certainly smaller than Gerard Depardieu. Well, how dare you? Gerard Depardieu has a perfect nose. I'm not saying it's not, I'm just saying mine's smaller. Apparently, a big nose means good sexual prowess. Well, that makes sense because I've got a small nose and I'm <laughs> often to cry, cry about. I read that on uh, my number one source for information, uh, the Facebook group Frasier Shit Posting. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's, just, it's just people posting memes about Frasier. Yeah. That's, that's all it is. That good sounds times. fantastic. It is good times had by all. It's a nice day. How are you, anyway? What's new with you? Uh, not too bad. Um, I'm... Still tired from full gear at the weekend. Oh, yeah, that was a thing that happened. It was a very good show, wasn't it? Do you know what? Yeah, I thought it was probably one of the best wrestling shows of the year. I, That's a big thing to say, isn't it? Yeah, probably, yeah. I, a I need to, I need, a big thing to say. I need to rewatch it, though. Oh, my gosh. That was uh, Tony Khan dropping his money Thanks, Tony. in our bank accounts. Thanks, Tony. <laughs> oh, you got me a gold bar like I asked. <laughs> We get paid by gold bullion <laughs> from Tony Khan. Is the mic broker? Is it fine? By the way, if you're not, if you're not on the fine. Patreon, it's fine. It's fine. Scuttle along a little bit to this one side. Because okay. Fraser, who does the editing, said last time you were falling off the edge. There we go. That's about right now. That's, there you are. You're hanging on in there. Yeah. It's beautiful. But, um, no, uh, yeah, it was... so if you watch on the Patreon, uh, a microphone fell over. You're welcome. Sorry, how was full gear? <laughs> it was very good, yeah. But, but because I was in um, play-by-play mode... There's lots of little things that I will have missed and I can't properly enjoy it. I still enjoy it, but, you know, because you're in work and you're just like, right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. Can't miss anything. But, um, yeah, I do really want to rewatch it, especially the uh, Punk Kingston match. That was just brutal. Yeah. and I was, As it should have been. <laughs> I was firmly Eddie Kingston all the way through as well. Um, not upset that he lost. I just hope it goes on more. I think the one thing that Full Gear showed us that is that just because something is obvious that it's obvious that it should happen doesn't mean that it's bad no hangman adam page becoming the AEW champion was a very obvious solution yeah to to the story the obvious finale to the story and a lot of wrestling companies a few wrestling companies i'm looking at you would know would see the fact that oh people think it's going to happen we make best make sure it doesn't and that's just because we know it's not necessarily a bad thing yeah i thought it was great i thought it was the the, the perfect end to a beautiful story yeah it's like watch it pretty much any mainstream blockbuster film. Batman film. You know going in, it's going to end up with Batman winning, but yeah. it's all about how he gets there. Exactly. Yeah. And it was nice to see how, watch, watch Adam Page sort of come of age, because when AEW started, it was like, oh, this is the guy we're going to get behind. 
And he didn't buy I like I didn't buy it. No. Nobody bought no. it. And they they turned that into a big story. And it got to the point where like he was he's now the obvious champion, the yeah. heir apparent. And they may and that's a that's AEW making a star from the ground up. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Let's not lose sight of that when people go, <laughs> it's all anti WWE guys or, or former WWE guys. It's all former Ring of Honor guys anyway. Anyway, we can't talk about modern wrestling. We're not allowed. We'll get we'll get put in the chamber again. But Tom, it's my birthday. Oh, it's your birthmas when this is out. Merry birthing oh, times. Th- thank you, but birth friend. Merry birth friends. How, what? How old are you going to be? Slash, how old are you? So at the time of recording. I'm 32 years old. On Sunday, the 21st of November, write it down, um, I will be 33. Ah, oh, so how lovely. When this goes out live, I will be in London just eating meat. <laughs> <laughs> just random meat. Just meat. Whatever meat. comes towards you. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great birthday. Yeah. A... How are you feeling about turning 33? I'm not asked. That's it's, the way to be. It's just that obviously last year we were in lockdown. So for my birthday, I went to a park. So this year, I'm looking forward to doing, you know, something. 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 Just something. Yeah. Lockdown birthdays, on the whole, sucked, yeah. didn't they? Yeah. They really did. I think mine was, well, yeah, my, my in January was a lockdown birthday, and it was, what did we, did we do anything? Were even the pubs over? They, I think even the pubs were open. No, everything was we fully just down again. Yeah. sat at home. Yeah. We watched Bill and Ted, the new Bill and Ted movie. I haven't a lot seen of cake. it. It's very good. Is it? Yeah, it's good. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Um, and it's and it was oh yeah Matthew turned up and socially distanced came to wish me a happy birthday. Oh, that's nice of him. It was really lovely of him. And obviously he kept a distance and uh, he waved at me from it. He walked all the way to my house <laughs> so he could come and wish me a happy. Hello, birthday. Hello, pal. How do you, pal? Happy birthday, pal. Many happy returns. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what happened. And then he left. Oh, it was lovely. And I was a bit piddled by that point, so it was quite emotional. It was nice. Yeah. Well, happy birthday. Thanks. Since we won't see you next week, but obviously people are hearing you now. Yeah. Uh, happy, happy birthday. Shake hands. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. Birthday handshake. Well done. Uh, your <laughs> gift is in the post. Ah, oh, thanks. Actually, by this point, we would have had a, a, a Greg's party. We will have it. Because <laughs> you, you said that you, because you are not a drinking man. Yeah. Um, we're going to have uh, a bunch of Gregs in the offices. No, yeah. Not like, the food Gregs, not just some guys called Greg. <laughs> Get here, Gregory. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very different party. I've got some Gregs to turn up. <laughs> Let me eat your face. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to eat a lot of Gregs, and there's a horrible th- rumour that we'll watch Home Alone 3. Yeah, R- Ross no. and Jack were going on about how Home Alone 3 is fantastic, oh. and the rest of us poured hot scorn on it. Sean Fightful from RossSap.com says the same thing. <laughs> and normally he's a quite a trustworthy source. Somehow he's lost some integrity in my eyes there. See, we're old school. We listen to Dave Meltzer, who doesn't even know what Home Alone is. So. <laughs> the last film Meltzer watched was... Uh, <laughs> it was Train Pulling Into a Station. <laughs> <laughs> Woman Tied on Tracks. Oh, Dave, it's funny because you're old. Uh, so we're going to go back to the year of our Lord 1995. Uh, thank you very much if you joined us for In Your House 4, the watch-along of Great White North. What a time that was. Oh, it was. We had a lovely time, and now we're on the road to Survivor Series 1995. Uh, it is the 23rd of October, 1995. Uh, get Shorty is still number one in the US box office. Mm. Uh, Mortal Kombat, number one in the UK, which is weird it came out in August. So I don't know why it's had, like, I don't know whether it just came out late in the UK, whether the wiki article I read was wrong, but Mortal Kombat, apparently, number one in the UK. As it should be. Uh, uh, Mariah Carey Fantasy is still number one on the Billboard charts, oh, as is Simply Red Fairground. Still like, number both one. amazing songs. Some other music bits uh, for news uh, this week. Def Leppard entered the Guinness World Records, performing three shows in three continents on the same day. They did Tangier, Morocco, London, England and Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, Jesus. all in the same day. And he's only got one arm. That's amazing. I know. Yeah. How did he get there so quick? Uh, <laughs> the Smashing Pumpkins released their album Melancholy and the Infinite, Infinite Sadness. Sadness on this day. Thoughts on this one? I any I, thoughts? I really like the Smashing Pumpkins. I'm more of a um, Siamese Dream fan, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm a big fan of Melancholy. And it's also this week that Cliff Richard will be knighted by the Queen for services to music. Well, let's move on swiftly. <laughs> the day after this episode of Raw, <laughs> uh, Channel 4 broadcast the first episode of its young adult soap opera called Hollyoaks. If we could say nosing around. <laughs> nosing around. <laughs> by young adults for young adults. <laughs> it was, um, it was a, a youth-targeted soap 
set in the UK. Uh, it's, it went on to win many awards because it dealt with many taboo subjects not seen on British television. I didn't realize it had been on for that long. Yeah, it's been around forever. I think there was something like like 12 characters in it to begin with, and now yeah. there's like 50. God. I have to admit, it for me personally, and it's only me and I'm nobody, it has that change the channel energy to it when they go, and next on Channel 4, Hollyoaks. And I go, oh, okay. Yep. Simpsons is finished. Yeah, same. <laughs> I, I watched Neighbours as a kid. I'd watch, you know, whatever my parents were watching, Coronation Street, EastEnders, good old Brooksword. But Hollyoaks, no. Having said that, we all know the theme song. And we both hate it. Yeah. We know the theme. It's the power of a good theme. It is indeed. It is indeed. So that's some of the real world shit <clears throat> happening in this particular week. What's happening in the wrestling world, Jackin? Uh, bugger all, apparently. <laughs> it's one of them weeks. It's, it's, it's a quiet week it, in the wrestling. Yeah, it was, a, it was a quiet newsletter week. Um, but... The reader's poll was in from uh, WWF In Your House 4. Mm, so what did Dave's viewers slash readers make of IYH4? So for thumbs up, three. <laughs> thumbs in the middle, seven. Okay, okay. Thumbs down, 226. <laughs> we really didn't like In Your House then. At the time, it was the worst poll reaction to a <laughs> WWF show in Wrestling Observer Newsletter history. Well done. Yeah. I always wanted to give him a pat on the back yeah. for that. That's impressive. <laughs> impressive. Was it that bad? Yeah, yeah. it was. So <laughs> the main stuff in the newsletter was just more guff on Syracuse. But because we're blessed with the power of hindsight, we covered it all last week. Mm. There was one bit, though, which made me piss. <laughs> so obviously last week we were talking about, you know, hero of the show, British Bulldog, Davy Boy Smith, and one, two, three kid were in the back of this two-seater Two, sorry, two-door car. So they were in the back while they couldn't... So they couldn't help Sean. Yeah. When he was getting his shoe in. Imagine this. Okay. There was also a third man brother in the back. Oh, was it Hogan? And no, unfortunately not Hulk Hogan. As I put there, it is not Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're making the same jokes. We finish each other sandwiches. Oh, we do. <laughs> so there was this third bloke in the back of no significance. But the three of them sat in the back. Davy Boy was in the middle. <laughs> the man, that, the width of a wardrobe, <laughs> sat in the middle, just like, get some leg room there. Why did he sit in the middle? So, Why are you short in the front? He's tiny. <laughs> get, get Dave in the front seat. Or kid. Or actually, kid, oh, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Um, but so we were laughing last week, <laughs> thinking of Davy Boy trying to climb from the back seat out of a, out of a two door car. Now we've got to imagine him coming out of the middle, <laughs> the back seat of a two door car, to uh, to stop Shawn Michaels getting his head taken off. <laughs> Safety latch up. Oh, oh, child lock. Someone, <laughs> someone open it for us. Child lock. <laughs> Oi, sex kid man. Put it open. Child oh lock. no, he's asleep. <laughs> He's a, Get off him. He's doing, they're doing that sleepy time thing where they punch him in the face lots. <laughs> <laughs> that always helps me sleep. <laughs> punch in the just face punch, lots. Just, <laughs> bulldog in bed, wearing like a Victorian nightgown and hat. <laughs> just goes, nah, nah, God bless. Punching himself. I love 40 winks, mate. <laughs> um, um, did you get some bits on Michael's, uh, Michael's neurosurgeon? I tiny, know. Little, tiny little bit here. No, just said that the so basically, um, WWF kind of drifted this over the last week from being you know dealing the best they could with a bad situation to being out and out liars. Mm. So Michael's neurosurgeon told Sean or advised Sean against traveling to Winnipeg uh, and strongly advised against wrestling. And this came after the weekend syndicated shows where they were saying, Shawn Michaels will definitely be at In Your House 4. Like, I even thought, like, on Raw, where they had, like, the special update on Shawn Michaels ticker along the bottom, that maybe that's where they're going to go, nah, you're going to be there. Nope, nope, they doubled down on that. On the Action Zone, on every show before In Your House, Shawn Michaels will definitely be there. He'll be defending his title. And they would... So they knew. Yeah. 
a week before that Sean was in no condition to wrestle in your house for. So they were still hyping that he was going to be there. And, and and even on Raw, hyping that he was going to wrestle yeah. to some capacity. Uh, WWF says, Dave, possibly because Undertaker was already missing the show, didn't want to let anyone know that Michaels would also miss the show as it would potentially hurt late buys. Dave uh, editorializes this by saying, this was a combination of unfortunate circumstances beyond the company's control, which they started off being very honest in handling. But in the end, when the chips were down, they resorted back to being sleazy wrestling promoters. <laughs> it's you, you can you can see why they've mm. done it. You can't agree with it, but you can understand why. Especially when the time is so um when, when at the moment it's it's so rough as it is anyway. Oh god, yeah. You would have just rolled with it. I mean they, they were hoping that Shawn Michaels was gonna be back up and running by the next house show, which would have been the eleventh of October at the Nassau Coliseum. So they he he was only gonna miss one show. So they were hoping that maybe like he might just they could just not have the match and then it'd be fine. But then when they realised actually it's probably gonna be out for a little bit longer than we yeah. think he is, let's put the belt on Razor. Yeah. Not Dean Douglas. Not Dean Douglas. He gets he gets Oh he gets Ooh. a right kick in mentally. He he gets the, he gets the metaphorical shit kicking by a bunch of Syracuse sailors later on by Shawn Michaels, and it gets his bollocks cut as well. Note the cut motion. <laughs> uh, so there we go. So those are a few extra little Syracusey bits. Well, was, yeah, going on from Syracuse back to Undertaker after you mentioned in Taker being out. Uh, at this point in time, he had had surgery two weeks back to repair his broken orbital bone. His eye had to be moved a quarter of an inch in the surgery with an implant put under the bone to push it, push it back to its oh, correct place. Geez. Because the eye was out of place from the break, when Undertaker breathed, little bits of air were coming out of his eye. Oh, my God. But in my head, as soon as I read that, I just imagined his eye going... Undertaker's just sat there trying to look menacing, probably, you know, skinning one of his fallen enemies because they were men back then, damn it. And just his, <laughs> his, his, his eyes squeaking like a broken trolley wheel. Making that noise that Wheezy makes in Toy Story. Ah, oh, Woody, I need my squeaker. <laughs> he gets a squeak back and he's Robert Goulet. <laughs> <laughs> I did, oh, there's no doubt about his eye. That's grim. That's horrible, isn't it? Oh, that's grim. Mm. I was describing um, uh, um, an oscopy, not not the one the, the underneath, the one through the nose, to somebody recently, um, and it's the one where they they check your your voice box and your and your things down here, your lungs yeah. and all that. Because I had to have a couple a while ago, and I had all sorts of problems with my throat. And um, they imagine me not being able to talk. <laughs> oh, there's a weird parallel universe where everybody's much happier. <laughs> um, and they put a little camera on the end of a, on the end of a, a, a rope, and they push you up your nose, and you feel it touch the bottom of your eye because they have to go through there and down. Bollocks to that! Oh, it's oh. like and you have to try and breathe very calmly as you can kind of feel the tube going past your mouth. Right. Mm. Fun did, story. Did it help? Yes, because they could see how knackered my uh, voice box was. I had like yeah. polyps and stuff on uh, nodules. Sorry, on my voice yeah. box. I had nodules on my voice box, and thankfully, with a lot of uh, a lot of drugs and some and some minor surgical stuff, we were able to sort it, and now we're fine. Lovely. But uh, yeah, I was a very poorly man for a while. But happy days. And uh, I'm still here, you bastards. Unfortunately, you did have to leave your Napalm Death tribute band, though, didn't I you? I did yeah. indeed, yeah. One day I hope to... <laughs> Best not do that anymore. I'll hurt my throat. Uh, would you like some Ultimate Warrior bollocks? Mate, I would bloody love Ultimate Warrior bollocks. So remember the other week we were talking about uh, Big Jim Helwig wrestled, um, wrestled in Germany, didn't he? Yes. Right, so he wrestled, he wrestled for the CWA against Ulf Herman. Nice. And some latest news has come out about Jim Helwig's appearance. Okay. I'm sure it went brilliantly. I'm sure it did. Sure it was brilliant. According to Dave Meltzer, sorry, I just shouted at that because I'm just joyous. According to me. According to Meltzer. Carpet salesman. <laughs> Carp um, Jim Helwig didn't sell out the building, <laughs> but they sold it out two weeks later with Paul Roma headlining. Oh, my God. <laughs> the CWA isn't interested in using the Ultimate Warrior in the future. Oh, I mean, that sucks for Warrior. I thought he would have been a draw. So, yeah. Germany just not biting on Warrior. No. 
they like the most underappreciated member of the Four Horsemen. <laughs> you watch any ranked video, you're gonna find about you're gonna find out about Paul Roma very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> but it, let's put it that way. But uh, well, there you go. Well, warrior, bless him. And I've got well, the draw. One last little tidbit talking about Ooh. people who definitely aren't draws. All right. Uh, in the USWA, uh, Techno Team 2000, ah. <laughs> who, according to um, Melter, have looked horrible, <laughs> seem to be on their way out as they did a TV job for Billy Jack Haynes and Doug Gilbert. Of course, they'll be back in the WWF in 1996. <laughs> what, will they? Yeah. Oh, how exciting. I thought they were done. No, apparently they do, they do come back. Oh, I thought we were going to leave the memories alone. No. We're going we're gonna to heat up the memories a little bit and then be like, oh, I don't want this. I'm going <laughs> to... <laughs> order a kebab instead. Warmed up cold memories. Mmm, mm, my favourite. Mm. So let's take a look at Monday Night Raw from this particular week. It's the Fallout from In Your House 4 live this week from Brandon, Manitoba, Canada. Um, it was scheduled. This week was scheduled to be the last week of B shows. Remember we talked, I think last week or the week before, about yeah. how they were winding up the B shows. Yeah. Um, they all got cancelled on Friday because nobody bought tickets. No, no one bought tickets, and I think Undertaker was meant to headline the loop, wasn't he? That's and they it. were just like, ah, Undertaker's not here. Here we go, everyone, with Bob Holly. No. Let's just, let's just bin this off. I mean, I'm a gobsmacked that a roster this wapper thin was running B show. Yeah. And it, it's kind of gone to the format now where it will just be all A show house shows and less of them, but beefier ones, which is actually the probably the best way to do it, yeah. I think. You earn a lot of love and trust, and it makes it more special when they come to town. Definitely. You know, rather than running butthole Minnesota and with, with <laughs> fucking Greg Valentine on top. Yes, you there's an alternative. I mean, no offense to our friends in Butthole at the moment. But... Big hello to you if you're listening in Butthole, man. <laughs> in Butthole, Minnesota. <laughs> um, new theme music for Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Far more action-packed and in keeping the, the energy. The classic chugger. Did you notice there was, some, there was some new clips in the video as well? No. There was just Doc Hendricks dancing like a twat. And <laughs> there was Vince and Lola Gurning and Dean Douglas looking happy. And then the rest of it was from the uh, I Like It Raw video. When you say the classic chugger. Right. I've written here the classic chugger. Like a chugger. The one that would kind of form some basis of a Raw theme to come. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I hadn't spotted that. But we've we've uh we've got this one for a bit. Apparently, according to a YouTube video I saw over timeline, it will flick between a few of the raw themes just as and when for some mm, reason. They won't uh, commit to one. Until we get the game changer for one night in nineteen ninety six. Oh and then we get the raw is war theme. I don't care who you are. You can take any others and stick them up your ass. It's thrown in your eye afterwards. Well, but we, we get Nickelback. We do get Nickelback. We we get the band's Nickelback. Could have been we get Marilyn Manson for, for, <laughs> what, for one night in 1996. How excited. So that's to come. Uh, tonight, it's the fallout from In Your House 4. We've got a women's championship match and a battle royal to determine a top contender for the intercontinental title. That battle <clears> royal <throat> is now. Whoa. 20 men to determine the top IC title championship challenger. Uh, Rad Radford, Bob Holly, Henry Godwin, Skip, Duke Drosy, Barry Horowitz, Hakushi, Karma, Jean-Pierre Lafitte, King Kong Bundy, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, 1-2-3 Kids, Savio Vega, Alder Montoya, Bam Bam Bigelow, Fatu, Marty J Sid, Owen Hart, and Isaac Yankum, DDS. What happened to that wrestler? Um, the only wrestlers getting entrances are Marty Janetti, Sid, and Isaac Yankum. Why was Yankum the last one in? You've got Bam Bam Bigelow in there. You've got Sid. You've got o obviously Owen Hart not on TV because if they're in Canada, they don't want Owen Hart being cheered on TV. I thought they had. An I thought that the crowd would go for Owen. Yeah. Later in the match, but they didn't. No. But Mar Marty. Over, oh, like yeah. Rover in this <laughs> Road one. Warrior pop for Marty. Mental. Uh, some picture-in-picture -picture promos. We get a whispery promo from Sid calling himself the Alpha Predator. Oh, right. I've got here that he's whispering a promo trying to be Jake Roberts. Uh, I couldn't hear a word he was saying. I thought he called himself a super predator. Oh, maybe like... he said super predator. I believe super predator is predator from the NES, but ported to a 16-bit console, yeah. I think. Just yeah. better graphics, I think. Of course, yeah. Nowhere near as good as Predator 64, <laughs> which was a 3D rendition of 2D, and it just didn't go as well. No, it didn't. Absolutely not. I've heard Predator Cart. Um, Marty Janetti... <laughs> I'd play that. John! <laughs> John! Sid Vicious Kart Racing Game called Predator Kart. 
Thank you, mate. Uh, Marty Gennetti hits us with, I keep trying to tell you, it's like this and that. As a matter of fact, MJ is most definitely back. Ooh, Vince is writing promos for Gennetti. This is both a cur- uh, both a gift, because Vince likes him, and a curse, because Vince, Vince likes, likes him. him. <laughs> I, d- I, d- I did like the, the final line from Gennetti, where he does he goes, oh, the winner gets a shot of Razor Ramon next week. So Razor, I'll be seeing you next week. I was like, go ahead, Marty, yeah. back yourself. Big confidence from Marty Gennetti, who is the hero of this match, as we'll find out. Uh, the bell sounds, Bundy immediately <laughs> thrown out. <laughs> Thanks for coming, mate. He's on the way out from the company at this point, I think. So yeah. I, they've just completely gone cold Eager. on Bundy. There was no reaction, no fanfare to Bundy getting thrown out either. It was silence. He got brought in with such great promos. The yeah. ones where he was King Kong. Yeah, swinging from in, from a CGI screen. God, it was something special. Uh, big pop when Skip was eliminated by Barry Horowitz. Yes, he was. Uh, during the break, we get a bunch of eliminations, including Horowitz, Godwin, Radford, and Karma. Big pop for Yankum, who gets dumped out by Sid. Yeah. So again, what was the point in Yankum getting the entrance? Yeah. It's it was a very weird decision to make Yankum. Whether or not Vince thinks Yankum is potentially a top guy. Did Did you see Yankum though? There was a decent reaction from his elimination, and I got to a close up of him just going, "Ah, oh, shit!" <laughs> just walking <laughs> off. I didn't spot that. Yeah. <laughs> That's got to be Isaac Yankum DDS. Mm. Um, Bigelow gets to eliminate Sid with a belly push. Yeah. Shockingly, yeah. Gee, I, I'm just conf- I'm very confused by like how Sid and Isaac Yankum got the entrance treatment. And both get hoyed out by others relatively easily. I mean, Bam Bam was massively over in this. You got a huge Bam Bam mm. chant from that. Um, yeah, it was it was weirdly booked. Odd decisions. Uh, Bigelow gets to eliminate Sid, and after that, he's clotheslined out by Jean-Pierre Lafitte. The final four is Pirate Man, Caribbean Man, Rocker Man, and Heart Man. <laughs> Canada is cheering for Marty and not Owen, which really surprised me. Yeah. We are in Bizarro World, and I thought the fans would just go mental for Owen Hart. Yeah. But they didn't. It was, yeah, it was it was an odd atmosphere for this episode of Raw. Yeah, but they were, I just, it was a very bizarre choice. But mate, I'm, I'm delighted for Marty. Yeah. Uh, he skins the cat and eliminates Savio Vega, and then shortly afterwards, uh, hoys Jean-Pierre out with a thunderous ovation. Yeah. Crazy. Marty chance as Marty and Owen have themselves a heck of a scrap yeah. in the final throws of this match. Marty goes through the ropes at one point for a false finish. He chases uh, uh, Cornette away uh, with the tennis racket, then gets leveled by Bulldog! Look who's back, man! He got himself out of the middle seat of the car, ran to the ring, and just <laughs> took off the head of Janetti. <laughs> oh, it's all there for Battle Royale! Oh, Can I play? Oh, sorry, Rocker man. Janetti <laughs> batters, gets battered by Davey. Davey dumps him into the ring. He's easy pickings for Owen, who dodges a shoulder barge and just sends him hoying over the top. Great battle royal. Owen Hart is your top contender. Not angry with the decision either. No. Great match. Um, I, really enjoyed, I really enjoyed it. Weird booking, but I really enjoyed it. I liked the second half. I okay. Thought, I thought the first half, the pacing was terrible and the TV direction was terrible. Mm. We had three eliminations in four minutes and they were just kind of like, everyone was standing around. At one point, Hakushi was just walking around doing nothing. <laughs> and then it was like, oh, we've gone to the commercial. Oh, we've come back and half the entrance have gone but it did start picking up the pace after it but it was just some of the decisions like like you're saying about Sid a year after this he'll be WWF champion yeah and you know um, just it was yeah they're obviously not yeah. <coughs> too far ahead no no on this one but they're... the the audience yeah really hot for Marty Janetti Marty in 1995 I think this is the risk of doing a battle royal for a, a mid-card title when all you've got basically that's the entire roster in the ring oh god yeah that's like that's that's not the intercontinental division that is all the divisions <laughs> yeah and at this point like the idea of a triple threat and a four-way match uh, are long in the distance definitely uh, so basically it's either a singles match a tournament or a battle royal mm-hmm. So Battle Royals always look impressive. I'm surprised nobody had the idea of the triple threat match sooner. I, I know that... strange. Legend dictates that the first one, at least for a title, was the ECW title, Shane Douglas, Terry Funk, Sabu. Is that 95 or 96? Night the Line was crossed, which I think is 90... It'll be 90s. 
96. I'm, yeah, I'm sure yeah. it was. Because I know in 96, WWF or 97, WWF did a triple threat match. Yeah. And I'm presuming it's because ECW did it. Yeah, of course <laughs> it was. Simpsons did it. Because here's something for you kids. The Attitude Era is all ECW. Really. It was a lot of ECW, but with better production. <laughs> Basically, with nicer light. Uh, a commercial airs for WWF WrestleMania, the arcade game. Yeah, it did. Features Razor doing a pile driver that sends him 30 feet in the air. Razor splatting Shawn Michaels on the floor like Hulk did to Loki in Avengers. And Doink the Clown electrocuting Yokozuna. Of what course. a game. I remember that match well in real life. <laughs> uh, what were your thoughts seeing WrestleMania, the arcade game? It made me really, glory. It made me really want to play it. Yes. Um, and... If if Adam Pacitti's listened to this, which he's probably not because he's very, very busy. Um if 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 there's ever like ten minutes in the day where the streaming setup is free, I would like to play this for ten minutes. Oh, we can make that happen. Let's make it happen. Oh, we can make oh well let, let's let my people call your people. We'll make that happen. We'll do something. We'll do something. Um <laughs> Yeah, I mean it looks it, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's it's a lot of daftness and it's and it's a... Uh, that sort of Mortal Kombat style of engine. Yes, it was, yeah. You know, Mortal Kombat is, at this point, I guess that's why it's number one in the UK box office. It, there's a there's a lot of love for what Mortal Kombat is bringing yeah. in this particular year, which I'll get to in about a minute's time. Um, Jerry Lawler interviews Owen Hart, and he promises to beat Razor Ramon for the Intercontinental title next week because he's the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Owen stealing Brett's line, always good. It was actually okay for an Owen Hart promo as well. They kept it short. Yeah. He didn't kick any legs from under any legs. He didn't repeat himself like he always does. Because uh, traditionally, like a heart, a heart promo will just be maybe two bullet points. Yeah. And they'll just sort of dance around those two bullet points for however long they <laughs> need them to dance around. And that's that's the best way that we do it. Um, from one heart to another, we get a recap of Bret Hart and Diesel scrapping it in your house four. They will compete against one another at Survivor Series 1995, presented by Milton Bradley Karate Fighters. That's a karate fighter right there. A nice one. Are you? What are your memories of the Milton Bradley Karate Fighters? Um, I don't have any, but I looked at them on this. The advertisement was working on me tonight, folks, because mm. I saw WrestleMania the arcade game. I was like, want to play that? <laughs> saw Milton Bradley Karate Fighters. I was like, want a set of them. Um, they just, they look cool, didn't they? So this is Milton Bradley bringing the Rock'em Sock'em robots back from the 60s. And, and again, Mortal Kombat is very much the zeitgeist. Yeah. So they are karate style. You basically, you each control a karate fighter with a spinning dial and it makes the fighter throw kicks and punches quite randomly. The object is to kick your opponent in the chest hard enough to make them fly off the base. That's great. Some of the later electronic versions would also let out blood-curdling screams. <laughs> ah! Ah! Ah, my leg! You <laughs> murdered! Uh, you could buy multiple versions of Karate Fighters. Red Ninja, mm -hmm. Dragon Kick, Samurai Ninja, Headstone, mm -hmm. Tiger Ninja, Cyber Fist. These still sound like AAA wrestlers. <laughs> Razor Jaw. Oh. Sun Warrior. Still does. Serpent Strike. The Iron Claw. Thunderfoot. Skull Crusher. Kickstar. And Corporal Punishment. And everyone's favorite, um, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Keith. <laughs> Roger. Oh, come on. Do you, do you know who was the most powerful out of all, all of those ones? Um... Iron Claw? None. They all did the same bloody thing. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> but collect them all, kids. Collect them all. Uh, so, and, and the reason why Karate Fighters did so well is this sponsorship. Like The biggest thing they would do in their time would be to sponsor WWF shows. And this is just the beginning. Was this the thing that Eric Bischoff was involved in? Karate Fighters, no. No, he was involved in... I know he's so, now it was earlier still during the AWA. It was something kind of thematically similar. Oh, okay. Some kind of martial arts based game. And he was working because he was like a hustling salesman. Mm. And that's, I think that's how he, um, he said it. Uh, it's been years since I've listened to the podcast. No, it hasn't. It's been a year since I've listened to the podcast. <laughs> 83 weeks. But he talks about having some kind of martial arts style interactive game that got him in with Vern Garnier. Right. Because they sold out space for it. Ah, well, 
the more you know. Mm. No, well, it's not that that we're talking about here. But no. um, stay tuned for more karate fighters based talk. Obviously, it's not Eric Bischoff involved with this because fucking Nitro's on the other channel. No, but Bischoff, no, no, but Bischoff might be involved with something previously. Yeah, okay. to this. So you're not, you know, you're not, you'll be forgiven if you think you're dreaming. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's a place where only the strongest dare compete. Who are they? Karate Fighters, you control the action. Dragon Kick versus the Red Ninja. Thunderfoot versus Skull Crusher. You control every punch, every kick. No rules, no referee, no holds barred. Just all contact karate action. The man left standing rules. Each set comes with two karate fighters. Get your hands on the action. Doc Hendricks presents the Survivor Series Slam Jam. It's uh, it's Doc Hendricks, who has clearly done a lot of drugs, uh, getting very excited about the wrestling. He announces that Gorilla Monsoon, the fan-friendly president, has announced a four-on-four match for the show. You know how we all got a bit annoyed with WWE for just going, Hello, we're WWE's Twitter. Here's Survivor Series teams. like what happened to the days where we book these things well I I said that out loud multiple times and then I watched this episode of Raw and I realised it was much worse in 1995 where uh, Gorilla Monsoon announced a wild card Survivor Series match two teams of four completely at random Fighting at Survivor Series. Team one is Dean Douglas, Yokozuna, Owen Hart, and Razor Ramon. But Ramon's a goodie. He's on the buddy team. What's this bollocks? And on the other team, you have Shawn Michaels, Psycho Sid, but he's a buddy. British Bulldog, but he's a buddy. And... Ahmed Johnson. Oh, my heart skipped a beat. Come to mama, Ahmed Johnson. Ahmed and the British Bulldog on the same team. I cannot wait for this show. Not enough meat in the butchers for those two big boys. Um, We have a sudden cut to the arena before (laughs) we can sink this could sink in. As Bob Backlund is walking through the crowd, chastising the Canadians. Not sure why. Apparently he's running for president. Back to Doc Hendricks we go. We get the words... (laughs) We get the words big. Also, we get words from big and And bad. bad. Ahmed Johnson. Another sweaty promo, but this time more intelligible. It was, yeah. It was actually, um, it was decent. Uh, He he basically warned Sid and Bulldog not to tit about or he'll show them the true meaning of medieval. Don't tit about, lads. Uh, And he told, you know, Sean not to sweat it. The true meaning of medieval, it was cool, but like you said, he was just there, just absolutely soaking. (laughs) Um, sweat I, pouring off that man. Yeah, it it 
it wasn't even like running. It was just droplets. So I think it, someone was just like, Let, let's mist you down before you go into this weird blue room. But he just looked sweaty. They are, they like misting down Ahmed. Yeah. What's that about? It's just... They think, we, you know what he needs to be? Really sweaty. Yeah. Sweat that man. Grease me up, woman. <laughs> <laughs> um, but your thoughts on on the booking of this? There's the, the whole section was weird. Mm. I mean, Doc Hendricks, I've got here, looks like a paranoid coke dealer from a Lethal Weapon movie. Um, and he was dressed like a member of Men on a Mission in his purple and gold shirt <laughs> as he's dancing around going, oh, doing... The, did you get on this bad acting when they cut back to Bob Backlund as well? He's like, Vince, what's going on oh, over there? Oh, Jesus. In terms of... Michael Hayes with the Freebirds, everybody, yeah, lest we forget. Of course. <laughs> he, he, he loves Bad Street, USA and Jack Daniels and <laughs> having a big hat. I think he's on Jack Daniels more than anything at this Maybe point. Maybe a bit. <laughs> but um, I didn't actually... It went on a bit long. The pacing, again, was weird, just cut into uh, Bob Backlund's, like, going mad at Canadians. In terms of the Survivor Series teams, they're two strong teams. They are. I'm just curious of the booking. It feels like it's done in reverse because from doing research for this some of the animosity between the two teams will be explained in further episodes of raw that they recorded on the same night um and the armored promo perfectly fine he's gonna give us the true meaning of medieval yeah which is apparently um relating to the middle ages all right (laughs) so so he's he's gonna say building a time machine he's gonna sit them down and go This is why I went to school. My (laughs) mama made me go to school, get good greens. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so Survivor Series coming soon. We have a debut on Monday Night Raw. And what a debut! It is the debut of Avatar, known to some as Alan Sarvan, known to long standing, long fearing wrestling fans as Al Snow. The Crow himself. Now, the Crow gimmick, which we talked about the other week that he was practicing, that's gone. No. Scott Hall will have to put that back in his pocket for another day. Um, This gimmick, based on a cross between Hayabusa. Yeah, it was a big name in Japan, and the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, whose popularity the company wanted to capitalize on at the time as well. Because as well as Mortal Kombat being a big thing, Power Rangers are a big thing at the moment too. He did look like a Milton Bradley karate fighter come to life. <laughs> he did, and I, you'd have thought with the current climate, with them having sponsorship with Milton Bradley, that might have paid off for him. But uh, in an interview that won't air, says David Meltzer of the Observer, <laughs> have you got this too? I have, yeah. So talk us through how the how the the WWF prepared the Manitoba crowd for Avatar. So you got Avatar. Just imagine Al Snow, but dressed like an out-of-work genie. <laughs> so before the show went on the air, uh, in an interview that won't air, uh, Jim Cornette was out with Avatar, uh, insulting him and his outfit, so the fans knew to cheer him on when he went on live. Well, that worked. Yeah. Brilliantly. The crowd is silent for the debut of Avatar in a technical exchange against Brian Walsh. They whiff a series of kicks and get a rise from the crowd from a diving plancher and a middle rope moonsault. Yeah. Uh, Walsh manages to come back with some running clotheslines, which look quite nice, actually. Sort of yeah. like Daniel Bryan-esque running clotheslines. While Avatar takes a moment to adjust his mask. Uh, Prince suggests, Vince suggests that Brian Walsh is running out of steam. Jerry Lawler suggesting he was out partying with his cousin Joe. Joe Walsh! It's an Eagles reference! I love Joe Walsh's <laughs> solo album. I right, I heard Life's jo- been good to me so far. That was lovely. Thanks, mate. When I heard Joe Walsh, in the back of my head I went, isn't that the lead singer of Death Lap? <laughs> <laughs> it's not, is it? I'm sure Joe Walsh is from Eagles. Yeah, he is. It's Joe, okay. it's Joe something in Death Leopard. Right. Because of course this is Vince McMahon and Jerry Lawler. They won't be referencing, you know. Def Leppard. It's not the guy who won I'm a Celebrity. That's Joe Swash. Mm. Um, Joe Walsh. I went to see the Eagles live in like 2003, something like that, a long time ago at the O2 with my mum. 
and Joe Walsh started the second half singing Life's Been Good and he had a camera mounted to a hat on his head and he was battered. Yeah. <laughs> it was brilliant. It was a great five minutes of Joe of, of Joe Walsh was it, belted out Life's Been Good was a fo- staggering around the stage. Was, d- was Don Henley there? It was a full Eagles? Full Eagles. Oh, wow. At, he, at one point he asked us to stop filming before he silently sang Desperado. He ended on Desperado. <laughs> Everybody else fucked off for the final. Just him on a spotlight singing Desperado. Oh, lovely. Let's not forget where the power lies. It's with Don <laughs> Endley, the boy of summer. <laughs> you bastards. Um, Avatar comes back with a spinning backbreaker and a standing frog splash for the win. Uh, wasn't It was pretty bad. Messy, not massively well received. I liked some of the stuff that... Avatar was going for here. Yeah. It felt quite special, but it oh, it just it didn't quite touch the sides for it, me. He was clearly uncomfortable wrestling under a mask. Yes. I think it was um in Chris Jericho's first book, and he was going to be was it Super Liger? I heard that, yeah. And he did one match under a mask. He said he could see bollocks all and it was awful. And he was like, it's it's a hard skill in itself, wrestling under a mask. Mm. So you could tell that with Snow. He just, he looked uncomfortable. The, there was no chemistry. They whiffed so many spots. Um, yeah, it, it wasn't great. It, Vince sounded really low rent during this as well. Vince wasn't impressed. No, he's like, well, what a, what a nice maneuver. And then after, afterwards, Al Snow took his hood back off. And uh, Vince was like, oh, he's a nice looking young man when he's unmasked. But um, yeah, this... This should have succeeded, but like you were saying, they wanted to try and capture Hayabusa. Mm. This was not Hayabusa. I'm a fan of Hayabusa. I'm a fan of Al Snow. This was not Hayabusa. It, lower booster, if anything. It wasn't even Hanzomon from WCW Revenge. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't great. Um, I looked up on Cage Match. Apparently, Avatar will wrestle two more televised matches. Oh, excellent. He'll beat uh, Skip on Mania, and he loses... Loses to Sid and one two three kid on Superstars in the tag match of Aldo Montoya. And he'll be referenced again in 1999 on Monday Night Raw. Avatar. Because Al Snow does a bit where Head gets either kidnapped or has a spike driven through him. Yeah. And Al goes a bit bonkers. And at one point he comes out dressed as Avatar. Oh, that's cool. I don't remember that. And zero reaction. <laughs> of course. But like I, at the time I watched it and I didn't get it. I thought this is a new character for Al Snow. Yeah. It's, it's the pawn going back and learning the history that I go, now I get it. It's still a bit shit. Talking of new characters, though, he'll be Leaf Cassidy in February. Oh, yeah. Not long to go. Not long to go. Talking of old characters, Barry Dudinsky oh. is back. What? He's selling WWE standees of Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart for just $25 each. Available now if you call the number on your screen. I thought the dud had gone. So did I. And and apparently he's going to stick around a little bit and then he's going to go again. Nothing personal against you, Barry. I'm sure you're a lovely man. I just... I just don't want to see you on an episode of Raw. They're just keen to sell as much stuff as they can, so having two shillers. They were just like, Doc Hendricks is too busy, you know, clearly selling drugs to Hollywood types. <laughs> so, Barry, we need you back because we need to sell these cardboard cutouts. We've got 50,000 in the warehouse. We don't want to pulp them. Their eyes follow us when we move. Um, <laughs> Vince McMahon tells us, and, and right, now, WWF slash WWE can be um, accused of hyperbole yeah on a lot of occasions they can this might be the most hyperbolic thing i've ever heard vincent kennedy mcmahon say from his mouth (laughs) this might be the most you know we'll uh give you a peek behind the curtain here dear listeners and viewers um while we were doing the research for this episode uh, Tom had started on it before me. Mm. I I just heard a shout across the um, across our office, and he just went, "Jackins." I was like, "Hello." And he was like, "Have <laughs> you seen Bombardier?" I was like, "No, I'm afraid I'm fresh out." Oh, Bulldog no. was round, and Peanut Butler served them. Good um, <laughs> Peanut Butler. <laughs> Big shout for Peanut Butler. Thank you, John, for doing that picture of Peanut Butler. I wordlessly showed it to Sean, and she rolled her eyes and said, "Have you been talking about Peanut Butler on the podcast?" <laughs> And I went, yes, yes, I have. I love Peanut Butler. 
<laughs> your bombardiers. Uh, mm, thank, thank you, being a butler. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> Tom shouted me and said, have you watched this episode of Raw? And I said, I haven't yet. I'm going to start soon. And then hit me with this bombshell from the announce team. Next week, we will have a battle of the legends. When you say the phrase Battle of the Legends in 1995, not a massive pool to draw from, but you could maybe say, all right, let's think who's on the roster of a legendary variety. I guess you could class maybe, Christ, Bret Hart. Yeah. He's a legend. That You get away with that. Bundy. Get, Bundy is a legend. Yeah. Um, Sid? Maybe Sid, because he wrestled, he was at WrestleMania 8. So, yeah, Sid is technically a legend. You can do a battle of the legends with Sid. Jerry Lawler, kind of a legend in his own lunchtime. That would kind of work. Uh, I guess some would call Diesel a legend. No, none of these. Uh, a battle of the legends Savio Vega versus Goldust. The Caribbean champion, Savio Vega, versus a guy who debuted the day before. This Battle of the Legends. Shameless. Absolute bollocks. Shameless. He debuted the day before. It's, it's amazing. You've got to love the WWF hype train. Jesus. Goldust, he's a legend. He had a tepid match yesterday. He's a legend. You should love him. Yeah. Oh legend my. of the tepid match from off of yesterday. <laughs> so we're getting gold. Now, because the thing is, right, if they just said it's Goldust and Savio Vega, fine. Yeah. Like, I'm not against Goldust. Like, it's, uh, we're, playing with a, we're playing with a reduced train set here. So Goldust and Savio Vega as a match on Raw, fine. Yeah. That's fine. Don't you dare tell me this is Battle of the Legends. Yeah. <laughs> a guy who, who I mean, you, you try and present Savio Vega as like a legend of the Caribbean scene. Yeah. They've tried to do that. So maybe bite on that a touch. Goldust debuted. Literally, he was literally born yesterday. I mean, I'd have... We weren't. <laughs> I'd have less of a problem if it wasn't Savio Vega and it was instead Quang. But of course. There you go. Yeah. And if it was Quang versus Dustin Runnels. Yeah. There you go. But... <laughs> Oh, I'll print all of that money. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Goldust versus Savio Vega. Battle of the Legends, apparently, next week. Yeah. Uh, we come to our final match of the evening. It is for the WWF Women's Championship. Bertha mm. Faye defending against Alundra Blaze. Mm. Bertha Faye's theme music. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Do you not think... That it is a, a a very delicate, legally legally permittable ripoff of Eagles take it to the limit. Yes. It was it was skirting very close mm -hmm. to the edge, wasn't it? Second Eagles reference on Raw this week. <laughs> which is why I think he mentioned Joe Walsh. Because <laughs> he must have heard it earlier and thought the same thing. Yeah. So therefore that's like kind of bouncing around Jerry Lawler's mind palace yeah. when that match is going on. Of course. It is very much that, very much that. Uh, big pop for Alundra Blaze as well. Very good reaction. Yeah. yeah. I think it helped that she had the pyro. It wasn't the best pyro, but... Even if you're, if if you were coming here for the first time, you'd never seen wrestling in your life, and you saw someone running out with fireworks and a light show, you'd be like, "Fucking yeah, I'm getting behind yeah, this." Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, and it's true. Big big love for London Blaze, mainly because of the the spooty pyro. Yes. Uh, Bertha dominates early, big slam, beefy leg drop. Uh, Laura Lawler calls Alundra Blaze a linebacker in a cheap wig. Made me chuckle and I felt instantly bad. <laughs> <laughs> McMahon insists that Bertha Faye is overweight, contrary to what Jerry Lawler is saying. So that's where we're at. Um, when we come back from break, Blaze has Bertha in a Boston Crab, mm. but realizing the cameras are back on, Bertha Faye quickly takes back control. <laughs> <laughs> Blaze runs. I feel like that was a spot that overran. Yeah. I feel like we. I feel like we as a TV audience were meant to just watch Bertha dominate Blaze for yes. this entire match, and a little hope spot was put in to keep the crowd hot. And it kind of overran. Uh, Blaze runs wild with turnbuckle shots, a hip toss, missile drop kick. She's getting back into the fight now. Blaze attempts a power bomb. Faye powers out. Eats a Frankensteiner off the top shortly afterwards. Harvey Whippleman tries to get amongst it. Uh, he ends up. Uh, Bertha ends up crashing into him. That leads to a German suplex for the win. 
New champion. The ring announcer not aware that the title has changed hands. <laughs> so just announces Alundra Blaze as the women's champion. Yeah. It was... Uh... I really like this match. Do you know what? It was a decent. It was a decent match. Vince was a bit mean though. He wasn't calling Bertha Faye Bertha Faye. He just kept calling her Big Bertha. Yeah, mean bastard. But um, yeah, re- really good match and a historic match as well. Because this will be the last title change for the WWF Women's Championship. The last ever. Yeah. So for, for, for this for this go round. Oh anyway. wow! So but, what? The title's just going to vanish. Well. We, I wonder where it will vanish to. <gasps> da da da! Of course! Yes. Blaze will appear twice more on TV, then she's gone. Bertha will get one more appearance, and then she's gone. Well, that's the women's division. <laughs> that's It's gone, yeah. Um, Dave in the Observer said, If you get past the fact this feud was a disaster and Faye is usually awful, this was also good. Two and a half stars. Oh, that's very kind. But no, I thought, this, I thought this was a really good match. Um, Bertha Faye's. Offense at the beginning was really good. Um, she hit a really nice Batista bomb at one point. Uh, the only thing was the crowd were a bit dead when Alundra was getting battered. When Alundra was on the offense, they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when she wasn't, they were quite quiet. But good match. Thoughts? Um, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I think that it's funny, like his, historical, in the sense it's the last women's title change on Raw yeah. of this version of the title. Also... This this surely should lead to a rewrite of history. Because the history books will tell you that the first women's match to main event Raw was Lita versus Trish Stratus in 2004. Of course, yeah. Now, obviously, the, the main segment of Raw is what we're going to see next. Yeah. This being the last match on Raw technically made it main event. It's in my, in my opinion, it should have finished. If you're going to finish an episode of wrestling TV, you want it with a title change. Mm-hmm. So technically, Lita and Tristratus, you're both full of shit. Because <laughs> Bertha Faye and Alundra Blaze did it years ago. And even before then, it wasn't the... But before Lita and Tristratus, wasn't there a tag match? Was it Triple H and Stephanie against Lita and... But that still counts as men being involved. Yeah. So we're talking I'm just, saying more the just, women being yeah. involved in a match. Also, not even a title change, but a, but a straight women's division match. Yeah, of course. Um, so that, I didn't, that doesn't really count because there's a few matches you could chuck in there. But I think this was the first women's title match to... Or women's division match to main event role. I had never even considered that, but um, yeah. Uh, we close Raw with Jim Ross interviewing a crestfallen Shawn Michaels. Now, the image of Shawn Michaels here was using lots of documentaries and stuff when they talk about like Shawn losing his smile and stuff like that because it's, it's a good bit of B-roll with Shawn Michaels genuinely looking broken. Shawn Michaels with that um, walk of shame, crumpled in the bus stop, waiting for the bus home after a heavy night at Spoons type look about him. Yeah. Um, JR asks Shawn what it's like to forfeit the Intercontinental title. Shawn emotionally spent says being beaten up by nine guys in Syracuse is fine, but giving the title to somebody overrated like Dean Douglas was worse. Oof. I've just written oof here. Way to bury (laughs) Dean Douglas. Overrated and undeserving. Oh, apologies. Overrated and undeserving. Shane Douglas. (laughs) Cut the fucking music. (laughs) Dean Douglas, I, I, now we know the click. We're not fans yeah. of Dino Machino. Um, but this was... This was That harsh. just killed him. Yeah. That killed him. I don't think Dean's coming back from this somehow. No, he's not, is he? He's in the Survivor Series as it stands, but we'll see how we go. Uh, JR asked Sean about the wildcard Survivor Series match. Sean has tests coming up, hopes to be back in the ring next week. He quote, I can sit home and cry, or I can come to work and be a pain. And I'm all cried out. Hard to be hurting when your hand full of loving. All oh, cried out. Yeah, <laughs> cried out. Tune. I know, right? Yeah. Dropping the bangers today. <laughs> Vince sends us home, reminding us the next week we'll have an IC title match and the Battle of the Legends. Keep pushing that bad boy, you carny bastard. Um, <laughs> what do we think of Sean's uh, sit down with JR? JR was, JR's always been very good at these sit down bits, hasn't he? I still think that should be his role on AEW. Yeah, without um, a doubt. But I don't know if you know this about me. I'm not the biggest Shawn Michaels fan. I've heard rumor. But I really like this. Um, self aware, self deprecating Sean is a breath, 
breath of fresh air. Mm. Um, I've put here, it's it's also why Hangman Page works so well. Yes. Um, it was the line from Sean, I would never claim to be the tough, toughest, and nowadays that's the last thing, uh, the last, uh, and nowadays the last thing I claim to be is the most popular. And he's very self-aware, and mm. I liked it. It showed vulnerability. It showed just, yeah, he's just like, right, wow. I'm at rock bottom here. Yeah, and, I, and I'm a cunt. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, he didn't learn a lesson for this for a few years. <laughs> but no, I really like this. Thought it was really effective. And like he said, they're going to go overdrive and push in oh, baby face, can-do attitude, Sean. And as a launch pad, this was fantastic. Do you know what? Maybe getting the, the shit kicked out of you in Syracuse was probably a weird blessing in disguise. Because <laughs> yeah. I feel like that Sean gained quite a lot of like baby face traction from like he was popular anyway oh yeah yeah but there was something about that the way they they twisted that to kind of tell this story on television like the humbling of Shawn michaels yeah. that led him to where he we get to for wrestlevania i think it's a bit of a gift that is yeah it's nice when something comes along that becomes you know a a, a, a gift horse of course yeah and this really really does uh we will see how they get closer to uh the 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 return of Shawn Michaels uh, next week, along with that battle of the legends. <laughs> what do we think of Raw this week, Jackins? I thought it was good. Um, I thought the battle royal was two halves. It was, you know, started a bit slow, weirdly paced, ended really strongly. Uh, Avatar was awful. Title match was good. But the storylines have progressed. Everything served a point. The only thing is, I fear for future shows, because we are here for three more episodes, and this crowd were pretty shit. Well, here's the thing. This is something that they did that I noticed when I went through all the Observer notes. Have you noticed that they taped these shows in a weird order? No, I didn't. So ah, they okay. taped last week's show the hour before this show went live. Wow, okay. So it'd be interesting to see how they've woven that together, which is why you had like the Avatar promo yeah. before Raw started, because they made that part of the first week's show. Okay. And it's weird because you have uh, a thing with Marty Jannetty calling out Bulldog yeah. for a crime that he hasn't committed yet next week. And uh, Bulldog and Ahmed as well. Yeah, again, yeah. For, for, for storyline reasons that haven't been made clear yet, but they will because they've already, the live crowd, didn't see it at the time. Right. But then we watch on telly, you'll see it in the right order. Okay, so that makes sense because... I think that's... Well, there's two reasons for that. I think that's either to um, keep dirt sheets guessing. Maybe. Uh, also to make sure that the, the, the crowd energy remains like relatively consistent for the following week. Yeah. Uh, also, they don't want the show to run long. So if they do the first show, like if they're doing the first show of a three-hour block of tapings at 8 p.m., you're not going to be out till like half 11 midnight. True. And they're going to be paggered. Yeah. So start earlier, get at least the first show under your belt. Second show is live. Third show and then the fourth show can follow it. You could probably be out by half nine, quarter to ten. Yeah, actually, you know, yeah. It keeps the energy relatively up. Oh, well, that's all right then, because I, as I was watching this, there was it was painfully quiet at times. I could hear my blood rushing through my veins at one point, but Marty Jannetty got a loud reaction. Maybe we'll learn next week why Marty Jannetty is so suddenly over like Rover yeah. in Manitoba, Canada. She comes out and hits Bulldog with a chair. <laughs> comes out and announces, I have cured world hunger. <laughs> Tim Hortons for everyone yeah, in the yeah. arena. Everyone that cheers me gets a Marty Jannetty ice cream bar. <laughs> Maybe we'll find out. So, th so they do get around, I think, that... Oh, okay, that. that I mean, even if they don't, that's what heat machines are for. Uh, what did you think of this week's I enjoyed it on the whole. I thought, that, okay, the Battle Royal, I thought Marty Jannetty, a surprise yeah, star yeah. of the show. Uh, I thought the women's title match was good fun as well. Shame about Avatar. But hey... You can't win them all. Never mind. <laughs> what are you working on this week, sir? Um, still my my ongoing project. Well, you're on your holiday this week. Oh, on this week, yeah. This week mm. I'm on holiday, so I'll just be eating meat somewhere and find him eating meat somewhere in London. Yeah, probably looking at coats and <laughs> saying to Sean, "Can I buy that coat?" And her saying, "It's your money, but you're an idiot." And then me you buying the coat. Coats. Love a coat, me. Love a good coat. Can we do like a tour one day of your coat jacket a bit like Ike Manjiro from NXT? Yes, you can. That'd be amazing. Yes, you can. Like a little cribs thing. I'd like that a lot. But yeah, so um, currently, yeah, I'll probably 
probably be eating somewhere. What about you? Very nice. Well, by the time you have seen this, hopefully you have endured uh, the first ever uh, live review show on Twitch. So Survivor mm. Series was yesterday, and today at 1pm Greenwich Mean Time, we, we did a live report back of Survivor Series. Mm. Uh, a very special show with Andrew and I, all bells and whistles. You'll know how it went by now. If, if, I, if I stumbled, apologies. If I didn't, uh, it's fine. Never meant to anyway. And if you missed it, you can watch it on the on-demand at twitch.tv. A former slaying on the Classic Nitro this week, as well as classic SmackDown review, returning uh, after a week hiatus at the end of the week as well. What else do I need to report back on? Uh, if you want to watch these episodes, patreon.com forward slash cultaholic. If you're hearing these, you can see what hand gesture Jackins is currently doing. Do a hand gesture. There it is. You can only know what that is. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. That's, that's, you didn't uh, even know. Don't say it because you've got to get the Patreon. Yeah. You've got you to pay to see what that is. And if you're on the Patreon and you know what that is, don't grasp me up. Oh, no. Yeah. Patreon.com forward slash cultaholic to grasp Jackins up. And until we are next together, he is at Brat Atkins on Twitter. I'm at Tom Campbell on Twitter. Together, we are at Cultaholic on Twitter. Don't forget to join us. How's Louie? Oh, God. How isn't Louie? <laughs> right. Quick, quick one about Louie. So doing full gear at the weekend, I was like, right. Kept the cats with Sean. I was like, right, these can sleep in here. Not a peep from them all night. It's going through. Poppy walks in at one point, goes, Broop. and I was like, hi, Poppy, are you okay? She's like, what are you watching? It's like full gear. She's like, oh, how did Kingston Punk go? It's like, good match. She's like, right, I'm going to sit on the couch. It's like, sit on the couch. Gets to the main event. Bell rings. Her. I was like, Louis, not now. Please, not now. Please, not now. Any other match on the card. Not now, not now, not now. And then he kind of saw Poppy and just kind of went, oh, and just walked off. And thankfully, <laughs> crisis averted. But I was just like sat there shaking my head saying, of course he's coming during the main event. <laughs> Love you, bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Cultaholic.